Welcome to the Ordinary to Extraordinary podcast. I'm your host, Luca Rose. Three years ago, I made the change to move my life from ordinary to extraordinary, and it has been my life's work for the past three and a half years to do the same for others. I run an online multiple six-figure business. I'm a mama to a gorgeous little girl and an all-around enthusiast when it comes to squeezing the juices out of life. On this podcast, you'll find an amazing range of various topics and guest interviews who have made the change from ordinary to extraordinary. I intend to bring you stories, interviews, tools, resources, and more to move you from ordinary to extraordinary. Let's dive in. Thank you so much to the beautiful Sigrid for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I'm excited for this as well. Um, So I guess for the listeners who are going to be listening, I'll just give a bit of a kind of basic rundown um, on the intention behind this podcast. And I was just sharing with Sigrid the the impact that this work um, that I've been doing with Sigrid has completely you know shifted me as an as an individual and as a person and I've never really done a podcast like this where I've spoken you know about my own experience in a coaching program two coaching programs to be specific um but this has been one of the most you know profound experiences that I've had working with you know somebody else and I feel like I've worked with quite a few coaches and so I wanted to share around what coaching can potentially look like and how it doesn't always have to, you know, be goal orientated on just a tangible result because the intangible things that I got out of, you know, the time working with Sigrid have been more profound and life-changing to me as an individual and me as a business owner and a mother and like all the aspects, you know, that encompass me as opposed to just one specific area of, say, mindset or one specific area of parenting or business or finances. So, Sigrid, would you mind sharing a little around, you know, yourself um, and what you do for work? Yeah, sure. Well, myself. I would describe myself as a human (laughs) being on a journey to find truth and to find freedom. That's really it. If we have to put labels to the work I do, People would say I am an embodiment and leadership master coach. I am an author. I am a podcast host. I am a modern medicine woman and a speaker. And I support female leaders, entrepreneurs, and visionaries to really live and lead from deep embodiment, abundance, pleasure, and freedom. And we do that in many different ways, which I feel we're going to be talking about today. Um, but that would be in a nutshell how yeah. I would describe myself and the work I do. Yeah. And could you share a little bit around like how you got to this point? Because I obviously know a little bit of your, you know, backstory. But for those who are kind of wondering how, how do you reach that? Like how did you get there? Could you speak into that a little bit? Totally. So I really do believe that every single piece of my life took me to this moment. I wouldn't be who I am today and where I am if it wasn't for every single thing I experienced from the moment I was in my mother's womb. (laughs) Let's disclaimer here. (laughs) Um, In saying that, I found myself years ago in a corporate role and working at an office and having a life that I thought makes sense. So I thought that what made sense was to have that corporate job and aspired to continue to climb some sort of corporate ladder 
and to wait for the summer holidays to forget about how much I didn't like my life and my work and get drunk on the weekends in the hope of forgetting about the same thing. So I lived that life and it made sense to me. It's all I knew. And it wasn't until I went through a breakup that brought up a lot of stuff for me. It brought up a lot of insecurities and fears and deep stuff that I didn't even know was there to surface that I started looking at myself in depth. And I was really left with no other option because I started to suffer from deep anxiety and things like catching the train to go to work or being at the office doing something that I had been doing for years was became really, really tough, really challenging. The most mundane tasks of the everyday life became daunting and they felt almost impossible at times. So eventually I decided to look for help and I thought I was looking for a psychologist. Um, I actually thought that I was hiring a psychologist, <laughs> but it turns out the person that I hired was Yes, a Buddhist psychologist, but also a master coach and a breathwork facilitator and so many other magical things. And I hadn't even heard about coaching. I had no idea what coaching was and how it worked. But this woman started to coach me. And through the coaching work I did with her, I realized that I had choices and that I could live a life by design versus a life by default. So I started to make choices that aligned more with what felt true to myself in that moment. And that looked like at the time quitting my, my corporate job, just leaving everything behind in Barcelona where I was living at the time, moving to Australia, having a thousand odd jobs, um, becoming a yoga and meditation teacher. And later on, when I had been teaching meditation and yoga for a bit, I started to realize that I enjoyed a lot more teaching the philosophy side of yoga than just the, the body poses. Like, do this, and now put your arm here, put your leg down there. And, and that was fun. But I actually really felt a passion for supporting people to shift their perspectives and to shift the way they saw the world and they saw themselves to really create a life that felt a lot more free and a lot more loving. And there was only so much of that that I could teach throughout a yoga class. So I had the intention of learning how to teach more of the philosophy side. And I had been doing trainings. So I had trained as a coach and I had done some courses and certifications and many, many workshops and read all the books and had done all of the things, but I never considered the opportunity of me becoming a coach. It was more just something that I was doing for myself. And eventually I started to have uh, clients that would come to, or students that would come to my yoga classes asking me, can I stay after class and pay you for your time and just get some support from you like I get so much from the philosophy could I come an hour earlier and just talk to you so this started to happen and I saw it as a sign and around the same time that this happened I was going through a personal spiritual awakening this sounds a little woo and a little weird to some people so just know that what that meant for me is I was just becoming a lot more sensitive to my emotions a lot more sensitive to my intuition and things just started to flow in a completely different way. So from there, I was invited to attend a plant medicine ceremony 
at the time. And I, I did. I went to a plum medicine ceremony that completely transformed my life. And the person that was running the ceremony was the most embodied woman I had ever met at the time. And I didn't even know that that was a thing, embodiment. But at the time, when I met this woman and I saw her leadership and I saw how she treated people and how people felt around her and the level of confidence, but also the level of softness, the level of ownership, but also the level of vulnerability and the level of, I guess, like just how much she knew and how fierce she was, but also how deeply humble she was. I was really moved and really inspired by this. And I realized that that was the piece that had been missing for me because I was doing all of the practices. I had done the courses. I had done the certifications. I had gone to the Tony Robbins and the, all of the different things. And, and I had listened to the podcasts and read the books and I was doing my morning meditation and my morning yoga and da, 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 da. But there was something that wasn't quite landing for me because I still felt as though I wasn't fully enough. I still felt as though I needed another certification. I needed another external piece of achievement in order to relax. There was always this quest for something else, something else, something else, something else outside of myself that left me feeling always unsatisfied. So when I was so inspired by this woman in this plummeting ceremony, I actually took it upon myself to do my really deep work so that I could hold space for others, so that I could truly be of service. Because I realized that for as long as I hadn't done that healing or hadn't done that inquiry work within, I couldn't really guide others. I was teaching the yoga philosophy and there was some wisdom that came through me at the time, but I wasn't fully embodied because I still didn't feel enough and I still didn't honor myself in some ways. And there were so many pieces that I still had to heal. So I embarked on a journey where I traveled around the world, sitting in hundreds of ceremonies with different indigenous elders and learning from different ancient traditions. And I continued to do my work with my coach and started attending embodiment and leadership workshops and coaching embodiment and leadership workshops around the world. And I give you this whole lengthy story because people tend to forget that everything takes its time and that it is a journey, especially in the personal development world where we are being so bombarded nowadays with quote unquote quick fixes. And we are being sold this story that you can scale to seven figures in a week and you can lose 300 kilos in two days. And you can like, it's this kind of like these promises that we are being given. And, and this is really problematic for two reasons. Number one, it can be really easy to then judge ourselves when we think we're not healing or growing or achieving fast enough. And that's a trap because it will never be enough until we choose it from within. The second reason why this is really problematic is because it takes away our ability to honor and cherish the process. And life is a process. As much as this will sound super corny and cliche, it is, 
the journey, not the destination. (laughs) And so I wanted to share all of this with my story because I know that sometimes people look at others that have achieved great success or are deeply embodied or feel really empowered and comparison can kick in. And we can go into a story of why am I not like that? Why don't I feel like that? Why haven't I achieved that yet? But the reality is that this was... um, I started this work a decade ago. So it has been a journey. It has been a process. And the reason why I'm so passionate about teaching these things and supporting individuals and groups with this thing today is because it changed every single aspect of my life. Coming home to myself, learning to accept myself, learning to embody myself and to walk in self-reverence changed everything. Not just my business, you know, I scaled my business at the time. You have my first ever business is scaled from zero to six figures through burned out in less than a year or a little bit over a year, maybe actually. Um, but through burned out and through disconnection and through lack of joy and all of that. And after that, I transitioned into the creation of my organization and I was able to create so much more success, so much more abundance. So many more creative projects were birthed through spaciousness and through fun and through pleasure. But I first had to come home to myself. I first had to really learn about this embodiment piece. Um, So this is why. I'm happy to go anywhere else with this, but I'm going to stop it here for now. Yes, I love that. And I'm glad that you, yeah, definitely went into all of the, I guess, moving parts that allowed you to come to where you are. because even sometimes, like I know myself, I've looked at you in that way and been like, how, how do I get there, right? And I've only been at this work, like realistically, truly at this work for like the last two years, although I've been in it for four years. I took it a lot more seriously in the last two years. Um, and it is when we when we have mentors and we have people, you know, that we, you know, um, you know, are inspired by, we can sometimes be like, how do I get there? How did, how did that person get there? And sometimes I've found it's, yeah, it's, it is through time. And that's one thing that I've definitely started to learn within myself is that it's okay if it takes time. Um, I know, you know, I was similar in the first year of my business, I scaled to six figures and I thought that that was what it was all about. I was like, okay, it's, it's all about, you know, making as much as I can because that's going to prove that I'm good at what I do and that's going to prove my own worth to myself and everyone else that's doubted me and I couldn't have been further from the truth and actually this following like all this past year has really about been going inward and being like I guess really questioning yeah how do I step further into leadership not just being a business owner who makes money and has clients as a coach like how do I step into leadership how do I integrate more of myself and how do I have more integrity and all of the different things um and that's a lot of what you've helped me with so for that I'm really really grateful um one thing that I yeah want to share kind of next is what the like when we first started our six month um private one-on-one coaching um you asked me about like six things that I really want to focus on and normally if it were any other coach I'd probably tell them like oh I want to be able to reach you know this milestone in business I want to be able to have like have this streamlined and all of the the things that just come straight forward to my like head around business predominantly because I feel like that's what my life only revolved around for a, a period of time 
And I can't remember, if you can remember, please share it with me. I can't remember in the way in which you asked the questions. Um, It might have been around like, what is your soul line intention? That's one thing that I remember like us speaking about. Um, Can you remember exactly what the specific question is that you asked? (laughs) No way. There's no way. I can't remember what I said six months ago. Because I don't, I don't have a template for it. Okay, I'm saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have like the ten sentences I bring to my sessions. My style, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But in saying that, when you say soul goals, yeah, one thing that I learned years ago was around the the distinction between what they call the soul line and the goal line. Yes. So the yeah. goal line is more of the action-driven um, conversation and the soul line is more of the embodiment and the feeling-driven conversation. So I find that while the goal line is powerful as, um, as a guideline and a northern star at some points, and, you know, of course, there's a place where you just get to action things and you get to work with a business coach and just focus on that. But generally speaking, when we want to create really deep, embodied, integrated transformation, it has to go through the soul line. There's no other way around it. Mm -hmm. So we focus on the soul line. We focus on how almost like peeling back the layers of the goal line goals, let's say, and asking, who do I need to be? How do I get to feel? Who do I need to? I don't necessarily love the the sentence who do I need to become because I feel it's never about becoming but about getting rid of everything that's getting in the way of us being who we truly are but in saying that for the sake of this of this (laughs) conversation I'll say who do I need to become in order to have the thing that I desire to experience yeah so yes goal lines are awesome I am by no means against goal lines I love it. I personally have my own goals in in the goal line, but it all starts within leadership, abundance, love, relationships. It all starts within. So Mm. this is why we get to look at the soul line first and align our beingness with what we are wanting to manifest and create in the 3D reality as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I want to actually share the six things that I had said to you. And the reason why I think it's important, it feels quite intimate to be sharing this, but I think that it's really, I think that like, I know who listens to my podcast predominantly. And I think that this will resonate with any woman who's listening to this podcast to, to see, like, sometimes we can think that the I don't even like saying problem, but again, for the sake of this conversation, I'll say problem or the challenge that we have over and over again, whatever it is in whatever, you know, area of life, um, we can often feel like everything can change, but this one thing. And that's definitely how I felt in regards to some of these things. And I like quite vividly remember saying to Sigrid, if you can, if you can help me with even just like half of these things, like this investment will be worth my whole, like, life because these are things that I really didn't foresee would change in my life and so like I said this is quite an intimate share but I think that it will I really hope give you know um 
I hope that you, if you are listening to it, you feel inspired that anything actually can change and it doesn't have to take, you know, it can take, change can take time, but it also can happen in six months time, you know, and there's no kind of, it's kind of about, I guess, releasing the attachment of when it needs to happen. So doing a program like this with Sigrid, it, it can help to kind of fast track that a little bit because you're guided with or by somebody who who has knowledge and wisdom on this. And that's, I guess, like what coaching ultimately is, is that you're not necessarily taking a shortcut, but you're you're asking for support for someone who's equipped and who knows how to support you in that. And I think that that's what like the basis of my coaching comes down to ultimately is I support people in showing like, okay, yes, I know how to do this. This is why I teach this. I don't teach, you know, ballet because I don't know how to make you a better ballet dancer so I teach what I teach and Sigrid teaches this absolutely incredible but the six things were um, the first one that I can see here is consistent aligned action and trust and it was to have consistency and a sense of predictability in my business Um, I was finding that my business was going up and down and up and down and up and down although having you know big cash months and things like that that was great it also was sending my nervous system into shock when it would like drop by 20 or 30 thousand dollars in the next month and there just wasn't a lot of that consistency or predictability um and that leads into the second thing which was a more regulated nervous system so to emotion um emotional stability and to feel more neutral that was a huge one for me and i think that i've emphasized this to, to use mm-hmm. also is that this, the change in that was probably the most profound change. If that was the only thing that I got was to learn how to regulate my nervous system, like to have that in my life and to have the tools and resources to support myself now to regulate my emotional, you know, all my nervous system has been quite literally life-changing. And we can talk more about that in a moment. And then number three was more intimacy and vulnerability. So create friendships that have a deep trust and stronger communication and more fun. Um, The fourth thing was somatic embodiment. So to feel mentally strong and physically fit again. Uh, The fifth thing was integrity. So to feel certain in myself and free from self-doubt. And the sixth thing was deeper healing for my inner child. So the relationship with myself, I wanted it to be strong and I wanted to enjoy time alone. I don't know if you remember Sigrid um, when we first started in our one-on-one, but I, I couldn't for the life of me spend time alone. Like it, it made me terrified mm-hmm. to spend nights on my own and to spend long periods of time on my own, like to the point where my nervous system would just like kind of go rampant and I would just try to make plans or I'd go out or I'd like just get out of the house because to spend that time alone too much was getting like it allowed too much space in my my mind ultimately to to have self-doubt creep in for me to question things and all the rest of it and part of that was because I you know didn't have that um those tools to regulate my nervous system so I would love to hear from your perspective I guess when you heard some of those things like I know that you don't use just like a you know blueprint in terms of how you you create the the program in the container more is probably an appropriate word. Um, but when you heard those six things, I would love to know from your perspective with what you know, like how did you think about kind of supporting me in overcoming them? Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you what I would think now because I can't, <laughs> I don't know what I thought six months ago, yeah. but um 
with this with these different intentions the theme line that i see is really creating safety within Mm. so through learning to regulate your nervous system through learning to to bring yourself into a harmonious state and feel safe in places situations circumstances where before your nervous system your body your mind understood those places those situations those circumstances as threat to find safety in places where before you had known danger even mm-hmm. if it was just a, a perceived sense of danger, that is an absolute game changer. And that would have already and did transformed so many of those different areas because when you feel more regulated, you are feeling more. Um, wait, I actually want to bring the list because I had it with me and this way I can see. I also have the list of your intentions. Yeah. yeah. So this way it's easier for me to talk about it. Yeah, um, But yeah, when you feel more regulated, you bring that emotional stability and feel more neutral. When you are feeling more stable emotionally and feeling more neutral and feeling safer in yourself, it's inevitable for you to find a stronger sense of self, which will then support you with freeing yourself from self-doubt and feeling certain in yourself, but it will also support with the stronger relationship with yourself and enjoying time alone because time alone is scary when we don't feel fully at home within ourselves. But when we feel at home and when we have cultivated a strong relationship of safety and trust within, then time alone can be one of the greatest gifts. So reframing that relationship from threat or danger, which I will say, this is not you look at, this is something that all of us get to do. I am yet to meet a person that feels completely at peace and completely safe at all times, everywhere, no matter what, um, without having done deep work to do so. So that emotional regulation and that nervous system regulation would also create the space for consistency because it would have taking away any parts that wanted to sabotage to continue feeling the highs and the lows because we get addicted. Our nervous systems are, and we can talk about more about this if you wish later, you let me know, but our nervous systems have a set of default settings. And if our default settings are set to have really high highs and really low lows, and that's what feels familiar to us, even if it doesn't feel good, is what feels is what feels safer because it's what we are used to. So even feeling unsafe can feel safer to a dysregulated person, which is most of us until we do the work to regulate ourselves, than a safe environment. So when when we have that, we can sabotage ourselves in our businesses and our finances or our leadership, whatever it is. And now I'm not just talking about you, but more in a general sense. Yeah. We can do that so that we can continue to experience those highs and lows. So we can say we want a sense of consistency and predictability regarding our finances or you know, a safe relationship we can trust or really good friendships we can lean in. But if we are used to the opposite, if our nervous system's default settings are set for the opposite, we will continue to attract, call in and maintain the situations and dynamics and relationships in our lives that will give us 
what our nervous system is craving, which is familiarity. Highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows. So regulating your system and helping you to learn how to bring yourself back to harmony in your body and also learning to find and bring yourself back each time that was needed. Find safety within yourself really transpired into every single one of the other other intentions that you had said. I see it with the consistency, with the sense of predictability. When we are regulated, when we are in a harmonious state, we can think clearly, we can hold more with more ease, we can take aligned action, we can trust the process instead of freaking out when things aren't going the way we think they need to go. That also um, transpires into the emotional stability and the neutrality. That trust that we create then transpires into the trust that we can have for our friends. That was one of your intentions as well. But also the trust in ourselves to communicate, to express what we need to express, to ask for what we need, to set boundaries, to be vulnerable. And that when we are embodying those things, we call in the people that are aligned with that way of being. So in turn, of course, great friendships and relationships that are based in communication and fun can come in. Intimacy and vulnerability can take place because we feel safe with them. So I could keep going, but basically every single one of the intentions came from, and that was the core of our work, first and foremost, um, creating that sense of safety and empowerment that you knew you could support yourself no matter what happened, no matter what um, challenge came your way, that you had the tools and you had the power to self-soothe, to self-regulate, to support yourself. So when things came your way, whether it was business-related, finances-related, relationship-related, friendships-related, leadership-related, we brought it back to this core of yours and from there took action in whatever aligned way was needed but it all came down to you coming home to yourself that's the main first and foremost most important thing because that's where everything starts within Oh, I love that so much. I was going to say as well, the little analogy that you gave on the weekend about the phone (laughs) and the alarm, I feel like that encompasses and like gives a visual so clearly if you feel, you know, called to share that. For sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. I I don't know when I came up with it, but it's worked wonders since. (laughs) So... So without having to get really nerdy or anything, the thing to understand is that our nervous systems really control everything we do. It's every single nerve in our spinal cord and brain is what um, the nervous system is composed of. And again, I I don't want to get too nerdy, but just the very basics you get to know for those of you listening. Anything that happens throughout our lives that feels too much, too fast, or too soon to our nervous systems is considered trauma. And our trauma gets stored in our bodies, and it's there until we do something about it, until we release it, we move it, we express it in whatever way. So understanding these helps us understand the importance of really doing somatic work, somatic embodiment, um, all of that. But 
understanding. And I'll say it once again. The nervous system is, it's the body's command center. It originates from the brain. It controls your movements. It controls your thoughts, your automatic responses oh, to everyone and everything around you. It also controls the way the body processes things such as digestion or um, your breath. Um, so many things that are happening. So it really has an impact on everything that we do, everything we think, everything we um, feel, everything to a degree. And anything that happens that feels to this system, to this command center, too much, too fast, or too soon, is registered in the command center as trauma. Now, our trauma, our experiences, the things that we go through in life, set the tone or determine what our command center default settings will be. So I like to use this analogy of the the nervous system being the same as the device you are listening to this podcast episode through. So it might be a phone, it might be a computer. Let's say that you're listening to this through your phone. If I came to you and I said, look, I just can't deal with this. I'm so upset at my phone. Every 20 minutes, the alarm goes off and it keeps making all of these noises. And I just don't want it to make these noises, but it does it every single time, every 20 minutes, no fault. It just does its thing. It starts ringing this alarm and I'm just over it. You're like, okay, did you, did you change the settings? Did you go and tell your phone not to make the alarm go off? And if I said no, and I kept complaining about it, you would think I'm a little bit bananas, basically, <laughs> right? If in the same way I said to you, oh, I'm just having such a hard day. I just, I'm so upset at my phone. It's doing this thing where like every 20 minutes this alarm goes off and I, I really don't want it and it's impacting my sleep and it's impacting my sexual life and it's impacting my relationship. And my partner keeps getting triggered that this noise is getting in the way of our conversations and everything each time. And I just don't know what to do. It's so annoying because, you know, I just wish my phone was different. You would ask me the same thing. Have you tried just changing the settings? Just turn that off so it doesn't have an automatic alarm going off every 20 minutes. <laughs> and if I said to you, no, and then I just kept being so upset at my phone, you would think I'm crazy. So the same thing happens with our nervous system. When things happen throughout our lives, they get recorded in our systems, in our body's command center in different ways, determining what our default settings will be. So if someone says this thing, do this thing. If someone behaves in this way, run away. If someone behaves in this way, get super attached and super anxious. If someone looks at you in this way, shut down and completely numb. If someone, like there's all of these different reactions, all of these different uh, responses that our systems have recorded and they're they're there as default settings. If we want to change them, we have to change the default settings. For example, in my phone, I have this setting where at 6 p.m. every day, all of my apps will shut down. They will get, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's basically, if you want to go into the app, you, it says that your time limit is up and you have to say, yeah, okay, ignore time limit if you still want to open the app. 
So this happens by default at 6 p.m. every time because I've put it in there. I also have time limit in certain apps on Instagram, on my emails. I have like five minutes a day or something like that. So after five minutes, it shuts down. And that's the default settings that I decided to put in there. Now, how is it different with our default settings? It really isn't. We can get angry at ourselves. Like the example of me getting angry at the phone, we can get angry at ourselves and our reactions and why am I like this? Why do not why do I not enjoy spending time alone? Or why do I get overwhelmed when this happened? Or why do I shut down with my partner once intimacy? Or what I'm just putting all these different examples that I feel are so common for so many of us. But if I was to get angry at myself for that, nothing changes. The pattern remains, and I am actually taking my ability to transform this, to change the default settings away from me. In the same way, if I get upset and I think that something's wrong with me, oh my God, this pattern shows up everywhere in my life. It's impacting my sleep. It's impacting my sexual life. It's impacting my relationship, and I'm just so upset. Why can't I be different? Well, because you can't, because your nervous system's Default settings are set a specific way. So in the same way that if I don't want an alarm to ring or to go off every 20 minutes on my phone, I have to go to the settings and change those. Same thing happens with my responses, with my commands, my body's command center, which is the nervous system. So understanding this is really powerful because then we can comprehend that It is not through mindset work alone. It is not through motivation or inspiring talks. Yeah. (laughs) It's not through that that we will shift our patterns. It is through changing our default settings in our nervous systems, in our body's command centers. And to do that, we got to create safety. We got to bring safety to places where we have previously known danger. And we do that through somatic embodiment. We do that through somatic experiencing. There's so much to it. We don't have to go into all of it. We can if you want. But it is important to comprehend this because most people are either making themselves wrong, feeling like something's wrong with themselves, feeling like they'll never be able to get out of this pattern or that you know, they're just a bad person or an inferior person in any way or something like that. Most people are telling themselves a story of that kind. And it's not true. I say this all of the time. I am yet to meet one person that doesn't make sense. Every single one of us makes absolute sense based on the things that we experience and the interpretations and meanings that we gave those things. Based on that, what we did mentally and what our bodies command centered, what our nervous systems did, we respond and react to things to life in specific ways. So making ourselves wrong can't ever help. We cannot heal a wound with the same energy that created it. But getting curious about how we may be able to change our default settings can help us. 
and proofs in the pudding we're having a conversation now about how you went from everything that you just listed not being uh, a reality for you to now all of those things being a reality on your everyday life yeah yeah i love that and i think that i'm i'm glad that you really spoke into it deeply because as you shared like just you know two minutes ago I I truly think as well that so many of the patterns that we have we don't realize how much it's coming from you know our default settings and I've definitely you know in the past made myself wrong and wondered like why me what's wrong with me why why do I do this thing why can't I break that um and it's actually completely normal like if I take into consideration things that I've witnessed or experienced or where those default settings have come. And like you just said, like no one, no one does anything really outside of their version of normal based on like part of that conditioning and part of that programming. And so I think, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you really went there and spoke into this deeply because I think that for many of us, it shows up in pretty much all aspects of life. If you haven't been aware of this, you know, up until this point, And it can be so deeply supported and support every area of your life with these, you know, um, what did you call it? Somatic practices, somatic embodiment practices. Um, And I I share that with emphasis because it would make me like, you know, I watched you, you know, bring you to tears the other day at a retreat we just had over the weekend about how much you deeply care about, you know, women specifically seeing their their value um among other things of course and for me like something that is really really close to my heart is that women don't or that they can break the cycle of thinking where they feel like they're never going to change um and you know we work with different clientele obviously um but it's something that yeah I've definitely heard within my clients they're like like they want to they want to know they're like do you think it like it can change? Do you think that like this thing, it feels big for me? Like, do you think it's actually possible that I can stop doing this or I can stop kind of going after that person or that I can actually make this happen? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. And it's been through this, yeah, specifically this last kind of six months where I've had so much change and I, yeah, it can completely resonate with what you said. It comes down to like, regulating the nervous system and finding safety within my own body that has been a complete game changer so I'm glad that we put emphasis on that um and can I, can I add something quickly to that yeah 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 because I love what you said around your clients asking you like can I really change this can I really um, stop doing this and one thing that I mentioned just a second ago but I would like to expand for a moment on is We cannot heal a wound with the same energy that created it. And this is why looking at the pattern from a space of you make sense. Everything you are doing makes absolute sense. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing uh, bad about you. There's nothing that makes you incapable or less than. That's the story. That's bullshit. Everything you do makes absolute sense. Now, from here, how do we change your come from? so that your actions reflect and are, are or show up in a way that can really support you to experience life and to feel in a way that makes you feel better, that feels more joyful, more happy, whatever it is that you're wanting to experience, right? So with that, 
if we make ourselves wrong, if we come into our healing journey or our growth journey from the idea that something's wrong with us, we are actually feeding the wound in the first place because the part of us that's running a pattern that we don't enjoy, um, call it anxiously attaching to toxic relationships, call it sabotaging our businesses, call it whatever it is for each person, for for you listening to this podcast episode, whatever it is for you. If you come into the healing journey from the idea that that is wrong, that that is something you have to fix and get rid of, that's not going to go anywhere mm. because it is the little girl that didn't feel loved or didn't feel accepted or didn't feel enough or didn't feel that she belonged that created a survival mechanism, a pattern that helped her feel safer, that helped her feel loved, that helped her helped her feel like she mattered or she belonged. And if that little girl created a pattern, a survival and it worked for her at the time, obviously it doesn't work for you anymore, but if it worked for her at the time, you going, this is wrong, this pattern is not good, I am wrong because of it, I need to get rid of it, I need to um, become better than it, or whatever stories, we're actually just telling that little girl within that we all have inside of ourselves, who you are and as you are is not good enough yet. So it's actually giving her the same message that led her to create the pattern in the, in the first place. So yeah. it's a never-ending loop of I'm not good enough, so I create this pattern to feel enough. And then I tell myself that I'm not good enough because of this pattern, so I don't feel good enough. And because I don't feel good enough, I create a pattern to feel good enough. It's just you can never get out of it. It's actually like good luck, you know, good luck trying to get out of it. So if we try to fix ourselves, if we try to to make ourselves become better than our patterns. Like that, that energy is actually only feeding the issue deeper. Mm -hmm. So in order to be able to heal from those patterns, in order to be able to shift the things and, and reactions and once again, patterns that aren't serving us, we get to access a level of acceptance that we can start that healing from. So one thing that my teacher says that I, I love, one of her teachers says, he's a, a long-time meditation teacher, and he says, when you encounter one of these icky places, one of these uncomfortable things, love it as if it was never going to go away. And from there, like I've sat with this for years, love it as if it was never going to go away. Okay, if it was never going to go away, will I keep judging it? And will I keep making it wrong? And will I keep fighting it for the rest of my life? That's going to be pretty exhausting. Like if I keep feeling that that's just cringe every time I look at myself or think about it, that will exhaust my life. And by the time I'm 80, I'll be exhausted way before probably, right? So if it was never going to go, because at the end of the day, it's not in my control for something to shift. I can do the work. I can um, make myself available for it. I can commit to it. But at the end of the day, I can't actually control what's going to shift and what won't, right? So if I am able to love it as if it was always going to be there, if I am able to make friends with it, to understand it instead of trying to be understood, going, hey, why are you there? 
hey, pattern, why do you keep on coming up? What's the need that you're trying to meet through this versus, hey, pattern, I want you to understand me. This is not serving me. I don't like this. I want to get rid of this. So if we really try to become friends with the things that we don't love about ourselves, we can actually strike a chance to heal those things and to completely transmute them. But if we're judging them, as I said, just good luck. Yeah. And I can, like, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's like, that's what just came to my mind. I remember having such a fear of losing love. That was my big one for like 25 years. (laughs) I feel like I had that. And it was so big. And I remember you sharing those exact words with me. And it was when I fully accepted in myself as opposed to trying to get rid of it that I fully accepted like, okay, I'm always going to have, you know, potentially a fear of losing love. I'll just make peace with it knowing rather than resisting it constantly every time it comes up and being like, oh, again, I thought that that, you know, workshop or that coach was going to get rid of it. And I just was like, all right, I'm, I'm okay. Like I just fully accept it. That's just a part of me. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it and I used to feel it you know and part of that is obviously um, nervous system regulation among other things I'm sure but I don't feel uh, a concern like I did like I used to feel it in my body I used to go into like almost shock because of the slightest thing and it wouldn't take much all it would take is like oh, it could be anything just like my partner shutting down or whatever it is and I'd be like oh it's gonna happen today's the day I get left and I would feel it in my entire body and now I just it doesn't like I have not had that in god knows how long like a long time and it's just yeah it really you know some things get to be as simple as sometimes you know your teachers share it and um yeah just remembering all of these things makes me just feel so excited and even reflect even harder um but that's something that was so it felt so simple at the time when you shared it with me, but it, it was so subtle yet like so, so, so profound and supported me so deeply in just that tiny little thing. So if anyone's listening to this, try it on, like see see how that feels. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, amazing. This has been absolutely incredible. One thing that I want to share is just a couple of big wins. Um, if anyone is, you know, listening to this and really considering working with Sigrid she is yeah just incredible and I know that Sigrid you are so beautifully humble and you you don't need me to sit here and tell you how great you are because you know that from within um but some of the biggest wins I would just love to share because I think that um these are some of the things that again I'll kind of reinforce this point that I had no idea could come from this work and um you know sometimes we can get you know focused on some of those tangible goals. But one thing, you know, that we spoke about in our closing ceremony and some of the biggest wins I've really been deeply reflecting on is um, the way that I've learned to trust myself. That has probably been one of the biggest things, you know, aside from the um, emotional regulation, but the way that I've learned to trust myself and not even just when things are going perfectly how I expected them to but more so when they're not and I'm being redirected or I need to pivot I can just trust myself to be like okay in this moment I can go with what what's being presented here and that kind of flow with life has just created so much more ease because there's not an attachment to having everything my way and I don't have to remain in my kind of 
self-righteousness and thinking, well, I know the only way and the best way and this is just how it has to happen. So learning to trust the direction in which my life takes and to obviously maintain my intentions but to really have self-trust. Um, I healed a really, really, really important relationship and that was with my mother. Um, so to have a, a new profound, you know, um, relationship with her where there's more transparency and feeling understood and fully accepted and hearing her express her full acceptance of who I am has, you know, meant, I mean, you know how much it meant to me. Um, and that's been something that's been huge for me. I very, you know, another quite a big thing was forgiving um, my ex-partner. So my daughter's um, father, you know, we had seven years on and off of a domestic violent relationship. And then for the last four years, we've had very minimal contact. And so to come to a place of fully, fully um, experiencing forgiveness and releasing that and for my daughter and her dad to now develop a relationship is just I don't even have the words for it of how much it means to not just me but also my my child um I've met my beautiful you know soulmate partner Matt he's just the most wonderful person and I feel like the luckiest you know person in the world to have a partner like him um I've got more spaciousness and feel more aligned than I ever have and I'm doing less and still creating quite similar results which is just absolutely incredible and it comes from just opening myself up to that receiving and knowing that I don't have to be doing in order to be worthy of receiving which has been a huge one as well um a much deeper sense to my connection to God and when I say God that to me you know is maybe source spirits in everything and to have that connection has created so much reassurance and safety um and another obviously most or one of the most important ones is the way that I facilitate for my clients now and you know the feedback that I'm getting from them is wildly different and just makes me you know so so pleased and and proud ultimately to be able to facilitate in this way but you know to feel that I'm supporting them in a way that is sharp and potent and I'm calling in clients that are completely aligned and fully aligned to you know my own values also um, and to watch their transformation and to have fun while we do it has been something that's felt so expansive and exciting and I know that you know this is just the beginning but I wanted to share them because I if if you are considering something like this it I really do think that the the possibility of what can change is completely uncapped and even still you know since our coaching has wrapped up there's still so much that's still unfolding in such a beautiful way and there's still so many things that are, you know, still integrating where I'm like, wow, this or I need to mention this to her or I need to like share. It's just been a continuous thing and so I've got these tools that I will have for life and, yeah, I guess this is just a, a way that I can also just say a big thank you to you, Sigrid, for supporting me. Um, yeah, I I just am so, so grateful and um, I feel like this won't be the last time that we either chat on here or that we work together. You know that. I know that. Um, but just a huge thank you for everything. Such a pleasure, love. And really just honoring you as well for your commitment and your humility to this work because it is easier at times to keep doing the 
wounded ego feeding work, which is the more, more, more outside, 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 get more likes, get more followers, get more money, get more this, get more that. And it takes an incredible amount. Look, it takes commitment and it takes courage to do the outside in game for mm. sure. But it takes just a whole other level of courage and humility and dedication and bravery to do the inside out work, okay. to really find that within ourselves, to stop outsourcing our power and outsourcing our truth and outsourcing our love and outsourcing our validation and really cultivate it within And that's why you are experiencing so many shifts, not just in your life and relationship and friendships and emotionally, physically, mentally, um, spiritually, but also in your leadership because mm -hmm. leadership too starts within. So I really honor <clears throat> your commitment to doing this work. And I know that my experience of you has been that you're such a devoted woman to, the, to this work, to truth to being to humbly looking at yourself and it takes courage to do that so really honoring you i have absolutely loved working with you and it will be an absolute pleasure to hold space again for you anytime if that's ever aligned or if that ever is something that you feel you want and um yeah i just feel like we're moving in that direction collectively just realizing that no amount of external validation, confirmation, um, checked facts or like <laughs> things like that will ever give us what we need. It just isn't. And personal development can be a little bit of a trap sometimes. It is really powerful and really beautiful and I adore it in many ways. And it also can be a little bit of a scam sometimes because we keep developing the person. And the person is made up. The person is who we think we are based on our past experiences and our fears, our attachments, all of that. And it is really powerful to do this work where we go beyond that wounded ego, beyond what the person wants to be seen as, what the person wants to be, um, wants to achieve, to you know, feel however they want to feel. It's it's really like, yeah, personal development work, but with a deep level of embodiment and integration. And I feel like we as a humanity are collectively really craving that. We've had enough of the people that talk the talk. We want to be around people that walk the, the talk, that breathe the talk, that, mm -hmm. that really are the talk. And we're doing it all together. So it's it's exciting times. It is, it is. Uh, do you want to share, I guess, what's kind of coming up for you and like the best way people can, one, get in contact with you or and or work with you? Sure. So um, the easiest way to have a look at my different work and just tune into and see my content is Instagram. I don't really do much on Facebook. So I'm imagining you're going to put my Instagram and website and all of that in the show notes. Um, secret tassels it's one of those names that you just have to know how to spell it so <laughs> you can find it in the title of this podcast episode and it's just secret tassels on instagram secret 
and all of the forms to apply to work with me are on my website. They're also in the link in my bio on Instagram and the different ways to, oh, and I also have a podcast called Sacred Leaders. We are bringing a new, um, a new season soon, but there's already like 70 something episodes with so much juicy wisdom in yeah. there. So yeah. definitely recommend that one as well. Sacred Leaders. And, um, in terms of how to work with me. So at this point we have, I call my containers initiations because they're way more than just a coaching container. We go in with an intention, like we were speaking with you, Luca, an intention of really embodying certain things and experiencing certain things from the inside out. And the initiation is created for you to initiate yourself into that version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have private initiations and group initiations. To work one-on-one with me, there is the same type of container that you did, six-month VIP container. You can reach out to me directly on Instagram or through my website for that. And I only take two clients a year within this container. So it is something that's really um, limited. If you feel really cool to do really deep work and have that one-on-one support, in a really high level, then that's a container for you. Um, It is a high ticket investment. So reach out to me just knowing that. Um, Then there is uh, the opportunity to come to my retreats. We have another receive retreat happening in Byron Bay hinterland area um, in December this year, 2022. We also will be running a retreat in Bali mid-July this year, 2022 potentially some things in Mexico and US in July or August, um, but I haven't decided those. So if you want to keep up to date for in-person experiences, you can also go to my website, secretasis.com. And when you go to events, you'll have the option to just put your email down so that we keep you posted with all of the in-person events and retreats and workshops and all of that. And lastly, uh, on a group level, I have a mastermind, a six-month initiation called the Embodied Woman. And we're going to start again in the second half of this year. And that is a six-month really powerful, deep group container where it's all about you embodying your womanhood and your gifts to a whole other level. You can probably speak to that as you took it as well, Luca. <laughs> We're going to tap into all of these and like can recommend them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. Oh, just absolutely incredible. And yeah, that that group container, um, it's such a different experience to the one-on-one. It's hard to even, It's they're not even like to be compared, I guess, because they're both so potent in such different ways. Um, and I know for me that, yeah, being in that group space and being stretched with having to be seen by other women and like just, it was just a completely different experience in itself. We haven't even really touched on that here. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend all three. I've just come back from your retreat a few days ago. So uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. Very potent work. Awesome. It's like having a live testimonial while talking about the things. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, so for in person, go to sigutasis.com, um, find the events page and you can just let us know that you want to be informed. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, we're going to be talking about all of those things in there, but it's easier to miss it on Instagram because, you know, not everything shows up on everyone's feed. 
Um, yeah. So I always encourage people to just put your email down and let us know that you want to know about in-person retreats, workshops, and events. So we'll keep you posted. We don't spam people out. I don't send three emails a week. Don't worry about that. And then um, if you want to dive deeper into um, group container with other women, create sisterhood, um, have a really deep look at yourself and work on your embodiment so that you can amplify your leadership, your abundance, your love, all of the things that we've been talking about from the inside out, then head to secretasis.com slash the embodied woman. And otherwise, that's also my homepage and Instagram links and everywhere. And otherwise, if you're really looking for one-on-one mentorship and a container that's just going to completely transform your life from the inside out, then my six-month mentorship might be for you if you are someone that's really deeply committed um, and able to go all in then reach out to me for that amazing thank you so much for jumping on i appreciate you so much and we'll definitely chat soon thank you so much for having me love